0: Welcome to my crazy artist life podcast, where we lift the lid and take an honest look at all things, art, creativity, and business from growing as an artist, improving your art practice, the ups and downs of being creative, as well as crafting a strong business that is enjoyable and it also nourishes the soul. Join us as we take a deep dive into what life is like as an artist in my crazy artist life. Hello, everyone, it's Lisa here. In today's episode, I get to chat with Western Australian artist Sarah Abbott. Sarah is an acrylic artist whose work is full of colour and often inspired by the world around her. Even though Sarah's art journey is relatively new, she has found great success showing up on social media as well as being on Blue Thumb. Sarah's journey is an inspiration and I hope you love our conversation together. Hello everybody, welcome to today's episode. I have got a special guest with us today on My Crazy Artist Live and I am so excited to interview this artist. So please welcome Sarah Abbott. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah. glad to be the, uh, the first.
1: So <laughs> you're a nice WA honor. artist? I am. So I'm a Queenslander originally, but we've been over in WA for about three going on, yeah, three and a bit years now. Um, yeah. So we love it over here. We've been really happy since we moved.
0: Oh, that's so good. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started painting?
1: Yeah, um, I... I think as a kid, I used to paint and draw like a lot, Um, and definitely in high school, art was probably one of my favourite subjects. Um, So I did a lot of drawing and painting all the way through school, and um, when I went to leave school, uh, it seemed like a pretty natural progression to go on to do a um, a degree in fine art. So I got accepted to QUT um, in Brisbane. I I grew up in Country Queensland, so what year did uh, you do QUT? Exciting. Uh, I think. Graduated high school '01, so I would have started uni 02, I think. Right. Um, but I got up to Brisbane. I um, I remember the first week at uni just kind of blew my mind, and I wasn't <laughs> um, at all prepared for what what I actually got myself into. It's a great so even school. Though I that went one. Though. the whole yeah the whole application process and got accepted. I think I I went to the very first lecture and. Um, I remember the lecturer sort of saying whatever you're interested in working on, whatever you want to, you know, where you think you're going, like forget about it. Think again. We're going to, you know, push you to the edges, to your boundaries. Wow. Get out of your head, whatever it is that you have in mind because that's not what you're here to do. Wow. Um, And that just kind of, yeah, just really turned me off (laughs) so I I lasted I called my mum in tears after that I remember just being like what have I done I don't think I've done the right thing I don't know if I want to be here and you know which which of course they loved um so so that first week was very tumultuous and um I was just yeah just kind of devastated not quite knowing what to do because I Stuck it out for um, another week and I think every class I went to I was just miserable um, and eventually managed to uh, switch out into a, an arts degree. So ah. I think I lasted less than two weeks in a fine art degree and then wow. ended up doing a year in arts at UQ and then uh, switched over to interior design at QT. Um oh. Uh, the following year. So yeah. so studied interiors and ended up working in that field for um, probably about 10, uh, almost 15 years um, yeah. with a bit of travel and all that kind of thing in between. It was only since moving over to WA here in the last, um, since my son was born, he's two and a half now, that I that I actually started painting again after about 15 years of not really doing anything. I think in that time I painted about four or five paintings, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. And pretty much all but forgot drawing and painting and everything. I just, um, but I had a bit of a break from design. Um, I'd had some time off because I was, when we moved over here, I was pregnant with my son. And then, uh, so had, came over about, I think it was six months when I got here. Um, So had three months until he was born and then six months after. So about a year where I had where I wasn't working. Yeah. Um, And all of a sudden I think I was just, Creatively energized, not yeah. spending that that creativity on on my job, and um, just just felt this real need to take up a paintbrush and start
0: yeah, start doing something
1: for myself again, and um, and it sort of just took off from there, really.
0: Yeah, my story is very similar because mm. I studied graphic mm. design, really wanted to do yeah. art, but did graphic design because it was a more sensible career choice in yeah in hashtags and (laughs) when I had babies this huge desire to paint was just overwhelming and it felt like I needed to get back to who I was you know and get painting it was like this was it like that for you where it was like that yeah goal-filling exercise yeah yeah yeah, I think I
1: just I had to claw something back, and that creative urge just came out. And I think that being isolated as well, because we just moved over here, we didn't really have any friends, and yeah. um, we knew very few people. Um, and and the fact that I'd had that creative break, and then I wasn't if I'm someone that likes to be busy, so I wasn't spending time going out and seeing my family and doing things yeah. and just filling filling the void with busyness. So. I just had this lull when everything kind of calmed down and all of a sudden it just kind of the creativity came back to the fore and and that's where it took off. So I think it's a, I've talked to a lot of people about this and it seems to be a common story, I think. Yeah, something I think about, so. You know, that having kids and all of a sudden you just, that comes back up and you reassess and you yourself yeah. back into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think definitely as a young person, that fear of you know the starving artist um was always in the back of my head it's like it you know i i don't think anyone feels like it's a good career choice so yeah. if you're deciding to do that you're almost like you know everyone cautions you against it and you feel like you know it's it's a big step to take and certainly i i was very practical and it was always a worry so then when yeah. when that when the course didn't turn out the way that i thought it would it was very easy for me to convince myself that it was a total waste of time and i should do something <laughs> Creative but practical, it had a career path ahead of it that you know yeah. where I could actually earn some money in the future and support myself so did you that go definitely back and played into decision making
0: did you go back and do any other training just privately with your art skills or is it all self taught
1: um, i I started painting um, again at home and I got frustrated. Um, just with the with acrylics and and the paint and not being able to do what I sort of set out to do yeah so I did a um an acrylic painting course at the Fremantle Arts Centre here which was just an an introduction to acrylics and it was really I mean more than anything it it wasn't necessarily about the it, it was a little bit about the skills but more it was about making some time for myself where I didn't have the kids around. Yeah. (laughs) It was almost (laughs) easier to say to my husband, I've got a class, you have to watch the kids for three hours on a Saturday, carve out like 12 weeks where that is, because if I was at home and trying to, you know, saying I'm going to go do some painting, inevitably the kids come, you know, you get interrupted and it doesn't work. So it was kind of, yeah, as much about going away and being somewhere on my own as it was the (laughs) learning side of things.
0: And especially with acrylics, because um, your brushes dry out and your paint dries out. And I know. Just mix a yeah. beautiful green, and then it's like yep. <laughs> hard on your palette. Yeah, and before that, I'd sort of, sort of
1: dabbled in a little bit of everything. So I was kind of just, you know, hadn't spent enough time doing anything in the last few years. So it was. Me a while to get my head around how to use the that medium properly and having that class was a good grounding. I sort of we did a lot of basic stuff, even just like the color wheel, and I realized yeah. I'd never ever done a color wheel ever in my life before wow. that, even though I'd yeah. spent a lot of time painting, painting and drawing, because I'd done it all myself. It yeah. was just, you know, trial and error. Um, and actually there was a lot of basic learning that I still that I still got from that, which was really yeah. good.
0: Yeah, those foundational techniques, yeah. Mm, so yeah. what what was the point, Sarah, then where you were painting away and dabbling in it and you thought, "Ooh, I could turn this into something." Like what was that point when you were like, "Ooh, hang on," and your heart got to be excited that you could start painting?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was doing it for myself, but it was more um it, I started off I I at the same time I decided to study painting I also um joined Instagram for the first time oh yeah um so naturally that was painting was on my brain so I started following a lot of artists and seeing what was you know what other people were up to and all of a sudden I sort of saw so many people out there that were making a living from it and that kind of blew my mind because I still had that you know that that sort of myth in my head that it was impossible to make money from from your painting Um, at the same time I was reconsidering my career options and what to do. I'd moved interstate. Um I had a break from from the design work I was doing. Um I really enjoyed my job beforehand and I, I was working for a great company and when I had my first um child, you know, I was able to come back the hours that I wanted and all that sort of thing. But we just started my daughter just started school. So all of a sudden we're working around the 9 o'clock drop-off and 3 p.m. pickup. up um, I, I'd sort of decided I only really wanted to do three days a week, which yeah. was sort of the ideal balance for me. Yeah. Um, I could get my son into daycare, but I was just struggling with, well, how do I do drop-off and pick-up? How do I work yeah. around my son? My husband works away a lot, so anytime logistics. Sick, you know, he can't. Yeah. yeah, the logistics of trying to get back to work, wanting to a career change or some sort of change. Um, the job I'd come from was... Was excellent, but it was quite stressful, and I'd sort of burnt myself out a little bit. I think with with all the stress of that, so I, I all those things were sort of um, running around my head. I started painting. I started sharing some of the work on Instagram, and just got a lot of really nice feedback from people, which was yeah. amazing. Um, was seeing all these people doing it uh wanted to have a career change but was afraid of committing to a you know three years study and then still not being happy at the end with where I ended up um I knew you know and I did those kind of exercises where you know what would you do if money was no object I was like oh I just paint all day long that's what I do
0: who wouldn't Um, want to paint all day
1: (laughs) exactly exactly so so yeah, it got to the end. I gave myself um, till uh, my son was born in May, and then in January, I'd sort of decided I was going to make a decision either way on whether to what work to look for and what to what to do from that point. And uh, yeah, I just decided to give myself six months to um, try and sell some work and see wow. what happened. Just put it out there and see whether it was a, you know, possibility, how difficult or easy it was. Great. Um and go from there. So I um joined Blue Thumb to begin with and that was um really good. Uh and um I had Instagram as well. Um and yeah, it was just, it kind of, you know, a slow to start, but then things started sort of building a bit of momentum and work Great. started selling like far easier than I thought it would. And this was all in the, um in against the backdrop of the pandemic hitting as well. So yeah. um I kind of, you know, as soon as that came up, I was like, oh, it's the worst time to be starting this in yeah. a time when like. You know, it was essentially selling luxury goods in a time when we're about people to have are losing a their jobs, a financial yeah. collapse. Yeah, yeah. people were losing jobs. And, um, but uh, little did anyone realize, I guess, that because people were stuck at home and spending so much time at home, those that still had money to spend all of a sudden, you know, were putting we're that money really into spending their home. So, yeah, and I kind of, I think I came in on the tail of that, and that just really helped to sort That's of catapult great. things forwards in those early days and, and yeah, after six months, I was like, you know, it was, it was, there was enough there for me to justify not, not going back to work for somebody Great. else, which is amazing. Great. Yeah. And
0: then you were like, right, this is it. I'm set. Um, this is my future. Yeah. Yeah. I was all in by that stage. I'm like, yeah, I'm,
1: this is, you know, if I've got a chance of living this dream, then I'm just going to go like 110%. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> There's no other option. So just to explain to our listeners what type of, I know what paintings you do because I've stalked your beautiful paintings and I own one of your beautiful (laughs) paintings too. Um, (laughs) But what if you were explaining to somebody what you do, how would you describe your work?
1: Yeah, uh, look, it's so hard. Um, But I guess it's a lot of botanical kind of work and a lot of um, florals. Um, I'd say it's quite... Uh, realistic. Some of the newer stuff that I'm doing is sort of far more um, kind of photorealistic, but there's also a bit more stylized work as well. But quite colourful. Um, it's very bright, isn't it? Yeah, it's very bright. A lot of colour. I think I see other people's feeds that have a really distinctive colour palette, and I definitely don't have that. I bounce from every color and under the yeah. sun I think <laughs> it features somewhere in my work so my page is uh very colorful um but yeah yeah I think I don't know I'm still I've done a few different things I've done some a series about Fremantle which were yeah. um, more urban uh landscapes, urban landscapes yeah. um yeah, like a um, not and none of them really feature people or figures. I used to paint figures when I was younger, but more it's um still life and um a little bit of architecture and sort of landscape kind of things. What's moment. your favorite? So, uh, I don't know. I think uh, I like the variety. Um, it's it's funny. I'll I'll do something that's sort of ultra realistic, and then normally the next painting I do ends up being more stylized because I kind of just want to do something a little bit different and sort of shake off that you know really fine (laughs) detail work and then yeah yeah that's it and then if I work too much with the still life then I'll sort of get a desire to do a sort of big messy landscape or something so I'm still I think I'd still finding my niche I would say but I'm just enjoying experimenting with different things and um I I think the thing that seems to be coming to the fore with so much of what I'm doing is probably um, light, like I'm really yeah. pretty obsessed with sort of afternoon light and the shadows and the colours and um, highlights and things. So quite a lot of my work lately, whether it be still life or a landscape, has that kind of feature running through it, which sort of ties a lot of it together.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Your mm. your Australian natives are absolutely spectacular. I would like to say oh, thank you. <laughs> but I have a soft spot for them.
1: <laughs> now you've just yeah I've been traveling overseas for so many years. I've come back, and especially being in WA, there's so much um, amazing uh, flora here, which is just.
0: It's, It's you know, it's
1: native, but it's still kind of foreign to me because it's different from what I grew up with on the um, East Coast. So it really just grabs me every time I see it. It's amazing.
0: How beautiful. Now you've just launched Mm -hmm. a range of prints. Can you tell us how you set that up? What what kind of um, work was involved in getting your print range running? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, it took me a while. I'd sort of um, did a little bit of
1: research. I wasn't sure whether I should be looking to capture my own images for that or be using a um, an outside service. I'm not, I, I don't have great um, photographic equipment. Most of my Insta photos are all just from my phone. Um, yeah. uh, and it's funny, my dad used to be a photographer, but I've just, I, I feel like photography is one of those things I should be good at because I'm a visual person, <laughs> but I'm just, just can't I'm just no I don't know really bad at it um so I did a little bit of research thinking it's entertaining the idea briefly that maybe I could look at doing my own captures. which I think you can but um ultimately I wanted it to be a you know really good quality yeah um, in terms of photography and the color and all that sort of thing um so I did a bit of research on um various places around it offered that sort of service and found somewhere locally that um Services a lot of well-known artists, um, right. artists over here, and they have a really good capture system. Um, right. So yeah, it was just about finding that supplier and then um, starting the process of getting work up there to to be photographed. And um, final step was getting that all loaded up on the website and sort of sorting out the pricing. It took me yeah. a while. I sort of had loads of the photos taken and they were just sitting there, sort of not doing anything. It took me a while to actually get organised and start. Yeah, uploading. it does. It does. Um, yeah, but it was good, good once I'd figured all that out and, and got it on there. Um, and, and I think it's just a nice little sort of side for people that maybe can't stretch to an original artwork to have some of what you um, offer as a, available as a print. Um, I, we use a, I use a cotton rag paper, which is sort of slightly beautiful. textured. It's really beautiful, actually. It's a lovely, um, really um, lovely quality paper. And then also do some canvas prints as well. So try to keep it simple at the moment just because I'm so time poor. I um, just want to keep it as easy as possible. So I just offer one size in canvas and one size in paper. And oh, that's a good way to do I, it, just
0: to limit your sizes.
1: Yeah, and try and make it consistent. So if it's a square artwork, they're all kind of the same size so that yeah. they can be hung together, especially with the botanical ones because they yeah, kind of look nice they do as, you know, a that's gallery that's- hang. Yeah, so keeping that keeping that relatively simple um, and the quality of the printing that the, the guys that I've found is excellent. So I did a couple of test runs just to check all that out. Yeah, so I think that's, you know, it's um, relatively streamlined at the moment. Oh, that's um, really good.
0: Now, what yeah. kind of things did you want to introduce into your business in the next year or two? Like have you got a direction that you would like, love to see, you know, yes. you step into and grow into?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I spend a lot of time thinking about this, um, I think, especially at the end of the
0: financial year, I
1: sat down and sort of had a look at some of my goals for last year and reassessed where I wanted to go um, this year. So uh, time is always my biggest issue. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of great ideas, not necessarily the time to actually get them done. But there's a few things that I'm really keen to get up and running soon, Um, one of which uh, is... So I've been thinking about this for a while but I wanted to, to do something around sustainability with um, with what I'm doing Great. Uh, and I finally sort of found the right answer. I wasn't quite sure how to approach it or what to do but but essentially it is a... Um, I'm looking at using here where you can assess your business and um, go carbon neutral. So that's for cool. every order that somebody places, um, they'll plant a certain number of trees in a um, reforestation corridor here in Western Australia. Oh, that's great. Um, so, so, yeah, the idea was, I mean, the environments, especially because I paint a lot of botanical stuff, but it, um, it's just one of my biggest concerns, I guess, at the moment, mm. especially with young kids is... yeah you know the concern about what's happening and and it's it's just such a worry um all these stories you hear on the news about how little time we have left to make yeah. sort of some big changes in terms of turning the environmental crisis around so i decided i wanted to kind of put my money where my mouth is i guess and That's do great. something that i feel um you know means a lot to me so uh so hopefully before the years out i will be going carbon neutral and then when when i um Put up the prints and the original paintings. I'll be able to say with each one how many trees are being planted,
0: you know, to offset. Um, that's great. I haven't uh, seen a lot of yeah. artists go into that field yet. I know there's a lot of other businesses that have really stepped into that yep. space, but um, yeah, that's really good. And I think that's actually going to become mm. one of those conversations people are going to be doing more and more in the next little while. Yeah. So that's that's really really awesome. I think.
1: Yeah, I've just found lately. I, I mean, I think as artists, I don't know if you see this, but it, but you you normally like the first people to be leaned on to donate to a cause or, or yes. put things forward, <laughs> you know, for charities. Yeah, which is you know at times quite funny because you're also probably the better, bottom of the breadline in terms of you know earners out there. Yet yeah. you're always being asked to to give your product away or your stuff away or your time, you know, um, which in a lot of cases I am happy to do, but also being time poor, it's really hard to manage a lot of that stuff and to also have a viable business while, you know, protecting your brand in a lot of ways as yeah. well um, yeah. and deciding what it is that you want to support. So I felt like um, I I want to support the things that are important to me and, and this is probably just the number one area where i i really think um i'd like to see you know change um so that's why i've decided to to get this up and running and i feel like i've i've more than done you know my charitable contribution and i put supported the causes that are really important to me i think
0: yeah that's really great yeah we talk a bit on our podcast about building your business plan around your value system which is so good and important now i wanted to ask you sarah have you been taking on very many commissions in your business yeah i have um i think commissions have
1: played a part all the way through um and i i've Decided recently only to to do the ones that sort are of really sort of in line because I did a few things early on that were a little bit outside the bag in terms of my, you know, scope Style. of interest. Um yeah. yeah, but it was still they were still valuable to do. I think, you know, I'm always um, keen to push myself um, into new areas. But I'll only take on something if I feel like I can do it justice and I feel yeah. like, you know, I'm giving value to the person who's who's commissioning the artwork. Yeah, um, I agree. But that that sort of guaranteed income i think just helps you know uh, round the business out from a from the point of view of cash flow and you know yeah. keeping the art products and canvases coming in the door
0: that's right so what yeah. would you say has been your biggest challenge so far uh definitely
1: time and it continues to be i think time and balance yeah <laughs> are a, are a difficult <laughs> thing um i'm I work, um, uh, so, well, I, I say it's part-time, but if I added up the hours, it'd probably be full-time hours, yeah. but it's around to having the family and, you know, part of, part of the reason that I wanted to get into this was to find something I could work around being available for school drop-off and pick up, yeah. and being around with the kids, um, and it has been great for that. Like, I wouldn't change, you swap that flexibility for anything. Yeah. Um, but it is it is difficult because anytime you're sort of running your own business, you, you're never really off the clock. So, you know, there's some. Um, on Instagram or you know replying yes. to emails or doing yeah. things in between everything throughout the day as well as um so most of the painting I do at night after the kids go to bed so yeah right. my work generally happens between eight and midnight most nights um yeah. and then I've got my son in daycare three days a week and they're the days I've been doing office work office so work. um yeah so it's it's I have balance. Yeah, I feel like my to do list, you know, it just grows longer and it never actually gets any shorter. Um, I haven't found a, a great balance with that, and the answer so far has just been throwing more and more at the work side of things. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely noticing at coming towards the end of the year that I'm pretty tired and I definitely yeah. need a bit of a break. So I need to find a better way of managing that. You know, yeah. that that sort of balance between getting things done and feel like I'm achieving things, but also um, being able to spend time with my family and being present when I'm spending time yeah. with my family. So it's a it's a difficult line to tread. I have not yet mastered it, but it's am it's in the forefront of my mind. Oh, <laughs> I'm always I trying
0: hear to find you. ways to I so improve. You. I've got yeah. 3 kids and I've been running business around all 3 kids and next year is my first year I'm going to have 3 children in school and I cannot wait. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so I know to have that space oh, available in the day, yeah. So it is temporary yeah. though. So it's not going to be a forever challenge, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do realize that and I kind of, you know, that
1: that's in the forefront of my mind as well and part of my future goals was by the time the kids are in school to have you know, a business, an established business yeah. that sort of runs well, but I can then sink more time into, you know, during during school hours and maybe drop a little bit of the night painting. Um, and, and yeah, hopefully by that stage I'll be in a much better sort of place with the work-life balance.
0: Love it. Do you have a really good light that you paint with in the evenings? Uh, not
1: as good as I should. I've got a little ring light, which I do use, um, which gives me some extra lighting. I think, um, if I often reassess things during the day and then if I need to finish a painting off, like if the colors aren't working hundred percent, then I'll yeah. do a little bit of day painting thing to get it done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a bit of a learning curve. I think a lot of the early stuff I worked on was probably all too dark because I was, of at night you know the, yeah exactly um but I'm learning to work around that um and yeah certainly a little bit of extra lighting here, here directional lighting um has helped
0: yeah that's so but, awesome
1: um, it'd be good to get a proper setup at some stage again it's one of those things on the I think that's <laughs> everybody's goal <laughs> I might get to <laughs> yeah.
0: now tell me Sarah if you wanted to give a message to our listeners that are at that early stage of learning how to paint, you know that word of encouragement, what kind of things would you say to them?
1: yeah, it's um I mean there's so many there's so many things, depending on what stage you're at and where you're at, but um, I think the the biggest thing in the beginning that used to frustrate me was that I felt like every painting went through this really ugly stage, and I think yeah. as a beginner painter, it's really easy to. Get disheartened when it reaches that, and sort of walk away from it or give up. You know, yeah. the, oh it's I've ruined, I've ruined it, and you know, throw it in the bin. Um, but definitely, if you can push through and you know, hold, um, hold your own against it and, and keep going, like I think that learning of being able to to go through those stages and get it to the end point when you've sort of almost given up hope is um, is really good. I think you learned so much through that process. Um now I I don't I don't have that issue anymore. I think I can see when I start something all the way through where it's going to end up. And so yeah. I don't sort of have that that point at which I just give up on things anymore. Um but definitely in the beginning that was a big, a big stumbling block for me. Um but yeah, I don't know, there's so, uh, so much it's like it's hard to pull out <laughs> things that I think will be useful. But um I think certainly like the face. Um, the face of sort of the art world as we know it I think is changing in a lot of ways and I think social time. media in particular is like a big equaliser especially for women I think it's yeah. a platform that really favours women because does. we are so social and you know you can make genuine connections personal connections with people people you've never met like it's, um, it's such an amazing platform for that um, and that can be really really helpful when you're trying to get work out there and every opportunity that's come my way in the last, you know, year and a half, two years has, has come from Instagram really. Isn't that great? Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, either people that have found me through there and asked me to be involved in things or I, it's just too many to even mention, but it's just been some like incredible connections that I've made and opportunities that have come my way. I think Saying yes to those things can be really intimidating sometimes, especially if you feel like it's stretching you to a point where you're not 100% comfortable. But I think you need to be working in that area where you are uncomfortable, like when you are uncomfortable and you're doing it anyway, that's when you're sort of growing the most. Um, So pushing yourselves to do those things that are scary and and especially when you're making your own work, like it's scary putting it out there, like especially in the beginning. It is. Um, It's really intimidating and there's so much of yourself that's rolled up in it um, and that fear of people not liking it or rejection or, or whatever. But I think you've just got to feel the fear and do it anyway.
0: Love it. Now, can you tell us, Sarah, where everybody can come and find your beautiful work?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so uh, most of my stuff I post on Instagram first and foremost. So Sarah um, Abbott Art Design is my handle yep. um, on there. Um, and then my website uh, is where I put a lot of stuff as well. So that's um, Sarah Abbott.art uh, where you'll find a lot of uh, what I've got there. I'm also on Blue Thumb. Um, I've got some in Fremantle. I've got a little bit of work up at Staircase Gallery at the National Great. Hotel. Uh, and then I've also got some work available with Martha at Satch and Co as well at the moment,
0: um, as well as
1: a few exhibitions happening in the next couple of months. So, oh, yeah, fantastic. there's lots, lots going on.
0: Thank you yeah. so much for chatting with us today, Sarah. I'm sure our listeners are no going to just get so many little gems of inspiration from our chat. And um, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's awesome uh, to be involved in this stuff. And it's you know, it doesn't welcome.
1: get old because I'm still so new to this. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's just lo- lovely to feel like people are interested in what I have to say about all this kind of stuff. So thank you.
0: So good. All right. Thanks so much, Sarah. Bye. No problem. Bye. that's it for today's episode we hope you thoroughly enjoyed it would you like to subscribe that way you can get notifications when we bring out new episodes every week also don't forget to follow us on social media and if you want to you can leave a review that would be fantastic have a great week and see you next time